0: Children and death. Oh, this is-
1: Lord, everyone, joy to be in God's house tonight, to feel his presence, nothing like coming to church, you know, the world's going to do their thing, but the church is going to do their thing, you know, I like to still a a saying, you know, I don't put no one down, no organization down, but they have their sayings, and sometimes they're pretty good sayings, but there's one that I want to take from tonight, saying, the few, the proud, the church, you know, there's so much benefits of being in a church and living for God, you know. The Bible talks about how he daily loaded us with his benefits. You know, being in the church, you know, I, you, you think about it, you're like, man, man, why people don't just get into this? And you, know, you can't understand why not, why people just don't get into it because, you know, the devil got them all wrapped up or whatever. But tonight I'm so glad that we are in a church. We are part of the body of Christ. To know his name, to know what we're doing here tonight, worshiping God, praising his name. It's so good to be a part of the church. Jesus said, Jesus said, he said, he told him, he said, talking about believing, and he he said, we need to believe. scripture's running from me right now, but he said, uh, oh God, running from me, John 14 and 1. I know it's John 14 and 1, but I can't remember it right now, but he's talking about believing, and it's so good to believe in God, to have faith in Jesus Christ, to have faith in his name, to trust and know that the God that we're serving in that God that we're trusting and we're serving is going to do great things in our life and in our hearts. You know, he won't leave, he won't forsake, but he's right there with us. And I'm so glad to be a part of church. And I want to believe him. I want to believe him with my whole heart. You know, it's important to believe God. You know, in the Old Testament, you read many times where God would get, he will get angry. He would get frustrated at his people because they did not believe. They did not believe, and many times he would ask, even in the, New, in the New Testament, Jesus would ask his disciples plenty of time, like, where is your faith? Why don't you believe? You know, here tonight, I want to believe God at his word. I don't want to have no kind of doubt. I want to trust in him. I want to trust in my God. I want to believe. I really want to have faith in God. I want to have faith in God. You know, the Bible tells us that to, to believe in God, the Bible said that faith without works is a dead. You gotta have faith and you gotta have works. You gotta have faith and you and that faith will propel you to work. You know, just like you we tell these these religious people nowadays and they say, well, you know Just have faith in God. Yeah, it's good to have faith in God. But, you know, your faith will prepare you to work. It will prepare you to do what he says. It will prepare you to repent. It will prepare you to be baptized. It will prepare you to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm so glad that we know how to have faith. And we know the direction that we're going in. We're not just a people that are full of faith and don't know anything. But we're people that are full of faith that have the power, that have the truth, that have the direction of God. I'm so glad to be a part of God's church and to have faith in him. One man in desperation, desperation with his son just being plagued by a spirit, came to Jesus one day and said, Jesus, if you can do anything, if you can do anything, help my son out. And Jesus told him to only believe. Only believe and this thing will happen. Do you believe? And he told him, he to Lord, he cried out and said, Lord, I believe, but help down my unbelief. Here tonight, we are, we are approaching the right one that can do it. and I want to have faith. I want to believe in God. I don't want to insult God. I don't want to insult God. Jesus looked at one people, he said, he marveled. Marvel at their unbelief. No, let not that be said about the church. But that we, he'll come here and we'll find faithful people. That He won't marvel at our unbelief, but he'll marvel at our belief. That he'll say that there's people right here in this city that believe God. That believe God. That believe God. I wish I could remember that church, but I can't. But I want to have faith in God. I want to have faith in God. I want to have faith that we're going to finish this building. I want to have faith that we're going to win our young people. That we're going to win the city. I want to believe God. I don't want to be a people that are not having faith. I don't want to believe. I don't want to be a people that's not believing in their God. You know, what I mean? and you would know. You would know. People, people that don't believe, you know, they won't act. They won't act. They won't participate in the service. They won't do what the things that the church is doing because they don't have faith. You will see it by their their actions. Their fruits will bear that they're not believing because they're just not a part. But here tonight, I want to be a part. I want to believe. I want to be excited what God is doing in his church because he is doing things. And I want to put my faith in him. I want to put my faith in him. I want to believe. I I want God to come here and find much, much faith. Much faith right here because we are his people and we want to be the ones that's full of faith. Let's continue the worship tonight.
0: Through you, I can do anything. I can do all things. Cause it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible. I'm
2: a good spirit. I'll tell you that. I'm not looking for any bad spirits. Mm-hmm. Plenty of them around. We want to get rid of them though, don't we? Mm-hmm. If you have a Bible, I just want a few minutes. I know it's dangerous for me to say that, but uh, I'll try to restrain myself. book of Luke, Luke chapter 21. I'm using a borrowed gun tonight. There are three more or less sister chapters, Matthew 24, Mark 13, and then Luke 21. It deals with a lot of the same subject matter, answering the same questions, albeit not chronologically in order, but nonetheless, there is a word here tonight, Luke 21 and verse 15. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. I'd like to just take a moment and tell you that I I want to align myself with the yes sayers. I don't want to be in the group of the gain sayers or a word that we use in English, not a Bible word, grant you, but it's synonymous with the term gainsayer. That is the naysayers. The naysayers. The people who are always saying, no, can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. You can be seated, the Lord bless you. You know, uh, the Scripture said, very plainly teaches to us, that there were those that were brought to Jesus. And when they brought them to Jesus, said, we want, these are my sons, and I want one to be on your right hand, and I want the other one to be on your left hand. And uh, I don't know if Jesus was copping out, he was kind of hiding behind the flesh or what, but he said, that's not mine to give. <laughs> now, here he is, God in the flesh, right? And he's saying, that's not mine to give. He said, that's, that belongs to my Father. You know, he was kind of hiding behind the spirit there. But then again, we have to always make allowances for that flesh, the deceptiveness of it. And uh, another place, Jesus said that day, that time, that hour, he said, nobody knows. He said, not even the Son of Man, you know. So flesh has its limitations. But with the Spirit, well, we don't want to ever limit our Holy One, do we? We want to know that our God can do anything, that nothing be impossible with him. Things that he can, so sometimes the problem falls with us because we fall short of asking God. Has it not written? You have not because you ask not. We fall short. We, somehow or another, we don't think to just ask God. I remember my pastor telling me, he said, he said, I pray about everything. And he had gotten up that morning, and he was headed up to a look at a building, where we were going to try to start a work, believe it or not, it was in the Indian town. This was many, many years ago. And uh, he'd gotten up that morning, he'd prayed, and he said, Lord, he said, I, I need a bush hog. I need, I need somebody that's got a bush hog that they would cut the grass all around there. It's all grown up, and uh, I'd like you to provide that for me today. And you know, going to that building, in that little town coming from Miami, sure enough, God had a guy sitting on a bush hog, right there ready to go. <laughs> Sometimes we just don't ask, and and we're the worst for it. They'd do so much better if we'd ask. Well, I can't fault this mother who brought her two sons and said, I, I want you to put one on your right and one on your left. And and Jesus said, well, now that's not mine to give that's that's in my father's hands. and uh, But he did ask the question. He said, well, he said, are you able to be baptized with the baptism that I'm going to be baptized with? And they said, we're able. Now, I don't know if they were being a little cocky or what. I mean, sometimes you might want to be a little careful about, you know, what you're throwing your chest out about. It might be more involved than you think, and uh, you've heard it said, biting off more than you can chew. And uh, but they they were feeling, I'd rather believe that they were feeling confident. They were feeling confident, and that they were willing to put themselves out there. That they were they were saying, we want this bad enough that we will deny ourselves. And We don't want to make any provision for the flesh here. But by the same token, we do know that the flesh is weak. And yet we know that the spirit is willing. And their spirits were very willing. And they, Jesus told them, well, you're right. He said, you'll be able to do this. And he kind of let them know that there was going to be some stringent tests here, trial here. But you're able to do it. You're able to do it. Well, it would remind you maybe of three million strong coming out of Egypt, out of the world, and that God sent Moses down there to deliver them with a high and a mighty arm. The Lord delivered them. Came out of Egypt, and they're heading for the promised land, which is a type of the church. And en route, there were some things that they had to go through. There were some baptisms that... They had to be baptized. with, And, you know, the Lord said people have asked in studying and they've said, why did they go the route that they went? You know, they went up this way and looped around this way and came back and went around that way and cut back up. <laughs> it's like, wow. You know, couldn't you find a more direct route? But the Lord said, I'm bringing you this way because I'm going to I've got to humble you. I've got to humble you down. I've got to get you to where I can work with you and you will work with me. So sometimes the things that we go through, church family, God is getting us softened up. God is getting us to where he can really use us and where we will cooperate. We'll become cooperative with his spirit and his power and his glory. And there was tests coming down the road and he was getting them ready for those tests and the Bible teaches that when they got ready to go into Canaan land, that they sent 12 spies across the River Jordan, one from each tribe. And as they came back, two men were carrying on a staff. They were carrying uh, a sample of the fruit that was in that land of Canaan. And uh, it took two men to carry that cluster of grapes. The grapes were so lush and so Huge. Everybody said amen. And so when they, when they came back, though, ten of the spies began to say, we're not able to go in there. We can't do this. You know? And I, I picture these ten men standing around, running their mouths. I picture them, one saying something negative and another one saying something else negative. And they became a caucus. They became a group of naysayers or gainsayers. They were people who were resisting. They were people that were disputing. They were people that were negative. They were the group of the gainsayers or the naysayers. They were not positive. They were negative. They were not people who were saying, we can do this. These were people that were saying, we can't do it. They're too big. They're too strong. Their cities have huge walls. And we're like little grasshoppers in their sight. My goodness. But two men spoke up. And they're the two men who everybody here pretty much knows their names. And that's Joshua and Caleb. You know? I don't know about you, but I don't know the other ten guys' names. I've refused to learn them. All my years of reading the Bible, I have refused to learn their names. I don't want to know their names. What do I want to know the names of them guys for. You know, it's bad enough that I I uh Jude's writing, it said that there were those that perished, perished in the gain saying of Corey. Now I learned who Corey was early on, because one time. I said something to my pastor about that woman, Corey. And he said, I don't want to ever hear you say that again. I said, What? He said, Corey was a man. And I said, Oh, oh. Somehow that name Corey just struck me as being feminine. <laughs> Maybe that's what was wrong. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> perished in the gainsaying of Corey. Well, at least I never did the one. Paul with his wife Silas and their son Timothy. I never did that one. I was spared that ignorant statement. Thank God I was. But I got, I caught the Corey one early on, and that was the first and the last time I ever fell into that trap. But I'm saying to you that the Bible said that there are those that ran greedily after the era of Balaam, and they sought after the. The un- wages of unrighteousness, and went on to say, and they perished in the gainsaying of Cory, the naysaying of Cory, Cory who got with Abathar, Cory who got with others, and they begin to build a group, and they begin to withstand leadership. And they begin to say negative things, and everything was down. Everything was negative. Everything was recant. Everything was finding fault. Everything was making for a problem. They weren't aligning themselves with the right people and the right thinking. Let me tell you something. If you want to learn how to wrestle, you don't wrestle with a whip. You don't wrestle with somebody light, lighter than you and weaker than you. That's not going to make you a champion. you got to wrestle with somebody that's going to challenge you. You're going to wrestle with somebody that's going to get you in shape. And God said, I'm going to take you through some things so I can humble you down and get you toughened up. So that you can say yes in the face of the enemy. You can say, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. Titus. Titus 1 and 9. Let me read that one to you quickly. Everybody said hallelujah. Titus 1 and 9 reads on this wise. Said, holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Everybody said praise the Lord. You know, when people got their Lord, Pipes up and says something positive. I remember we were building in Miami and I was brand new. I told you I was the rookie. I'm the guy that was running all over the work job, the job, uh, looking for different things that didn't even exist because they just made them up. They just wanted me to run all over the place looking for it. And everybody was in on the joke but me until finally I woke up, right? And uh, so there I was. And we were all working and, you know, and I'm, of course, learning things. And and they broke out a little discussion. You know, sometimes people just talk too much. And in a multitude of words, their wants not sin. And just too much talk was going on. And I'm just standing there, you know, all a little innocent, brand-new baby in the Lord. And, and um, this brother rose up and he made a statement about a certain standard that the church has, and he wasn't observing that standard. And uh, he made a statement. He said, well, if that offends my brother, I'll never do that. Little old me, like a little old toddler, I just came running up and I said, well, I thought we did it because the pastor said we should do it. Oh, it got very quiet. You could have heard a pin drop. Now I just went back to working. I didn't think nothing about it. I just gave an honest answer in the midst of the circle of all these grown men that were supposed to be so knowledgeable and been in the church so many years. But it is written how the mouths of babes and sucklings cast perfected praise. You know. And, and out of the innocency of my heart came forth that answer. That in other words, when all else, you, you know, you fall on that, you obey what, what the leadership is saying. And uh, and I'm saying to you that, that we want to get a wisdom. God will give us a wisdom. God will give us words of wisdom that will stop the mouths of the gainsayers, the no-sayers. The people that are are disputing and arguing and being argumentative. People that are crossing that line between disagreeing and being disagreeable. That spirit that gets in there. We want to discern when a, it starts going too far, and a spirit that's got its foot in there and is trying to to drive a wedge and trying to make trouble. Oh yes, everybody said praise the Lord. In uh, Romans, in conclusion, I want to show you how, from the Scripture, by this, by this particular Scripture, how uh, how serious it can get, how detrimental it can get. It said that, beginning with verse 21, but Ecaus, that is Isaiah, is very bold and saith. I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. But to Israel, he saith, all day long have I stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. How serious it can get, okay, how serious it can get. That God is saying, I've been trying to work with you for a long time. He said, I've stretched out my hands to you. I've, I've given you body language. I've uh, <laughs> stretched out my hands on the cross <laughs> and nailed that body to it at sacrifice. And I've how sometimes, and, and as leadership, I have to tell you that sometimes, I find myself a tad frustrated. Just a little bit frustrated. And I'm like the Lord when He said, What more could I have done? What more could I have done? And the Lord is saying, My hands are stretched out all day long. And you're disobedient to me. You're disputing with me. You're arguing with me. I had a lawyer tell me one time, he said, "See, Pastor. He said, you're resisting me. <laughs> and I didn't mean to be. I just wasn't seeing what he was saying. Or he wasn't seeing what I was saying, one or the other. Well, when it comes to God, God's right. And, and God sees it all. And I have to humble myself in the presence of the Lord. I have to, I have to bring myself to subjection. And submission. I have to say, as they did with the when he was determined to go to church, he was determined to defeat every roadblock and to get there for that beautiful and special time known as Pentecost. And uh, everywhere he went, the Holy Ghost kept testifying a prophet would be used among the congregation and would say that this man or that man that this leather belt belongs to is headed for difficulty, hard times and trouble and tribulation. Everywhere he went, Holy Ghost kept warning and warning and warning and warning. And Paul kept slogging through, pulling his way through, pushing his way through, trying to get back to the mother church for Pentecost until finally, to finally, in that service that he found himself in, he said, Look, he said, I'm not only ready to suffer harm, but even to die for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And having said that, they all fell upon him and they wept with him. But they said, the will of the Lord be done. There are times, church family, where we just have to back up, sit down, and just tell ourselves, God's will be done. God, I just want your will. I, I don't see it clearly. I don't always understand it. But I can, by your grace, submit myself to leadership. I can. That Aaron and Miriam, they got to run in their mouths, and I'm concluding now they got to run in their mouths, and they got to saying something about leadership. And their leader was their flesh and blood brother, <laughs> as well as the the God appointed leader. There was a family connection there. They had the same parents. They were siblings. And uh pretty soon Miriam just kind of the mouth. She said to her brother Aaron, the high priest, she said, uh, you know, sometimes people show their humanness. Their flesh comes through. And uh she said, hm, I don't I don't I don't like Moses' wife. I don't like who he chose to marry. She's a Kushite. Aaron fell right into it. He fell right into it. And he just said, Yeah. He said, I don't like her neither. She got a big mouth. Or whatever he said, whatever the criticism was. I admit to had living a little bit. And uh problem was tell that myself again. When I was in high school, we were at gym class and I was the quarterback and we were playing flag football, and, and uh, you know, we had a huddle, and uh, I was telling different ones to run different routes and do different things in the huddle. And I, I was lost, church family. I didn't know anything about God, the church, never read the Bible. I didn't know anything. I was just a lost kid. And I was about 16 years old, and I remember saying, and you, because there was one guy in the gym class on our team, he was a bit of a smart aleck, and he would give me a hard time. And I said, and you go out and you do thus and so. And and I cussed real bad. And I said, I don't blanket-blank care what you say. You go blanket-blank and you do just what I say. Only problem was the gym coach was in the huddle. And I didn't know it. (laughs) Well, two miles around the track later, I got to come back to the huddle. He put me out of the huddle. He put me out of the game. He said, head up to that track, and you give me two miles. Yes, sir. (laughs) I was glad to get off of that. I was glad to get off of that. That guy was built like a fire plug. He was a champion wrestler in college, and he could have twisted me up like a pretzel if he wanted to. Mr. Witsick was his name. And uh, my point is this, that the Lord, was in Miriam and Aaron's huddle. The Bible said, you can read it for yourself, said, the Lord heard their talk. And the Lord said, you three, included Moses. Now Moses is like, what's wrong? Moses wasn't in on the conversation. He said, you three, outside now. Woo! Woo! And the Lord came down in a cloud. You know, Moses like, What's going on? You, having special meetings? you know? He's all figuring God's gonna you know. And boy God said, You know when I talk to a prophet of mine, he said, I I'll visit him in a vision. Give him a dream. Some kind of similitude. He said, but when I talk to Moses, he said, I talk to him intimately. I talk to him like man to man. And he gets to behold the form of God. He said, therefore, how is it that you weren't afraid to speak against negatively, gainsanely against my servant Moses. All of a sudden the Spirit of the Lord, the cloud of the Lord departed. And you know what was left? Miriam, leprosy from head to toe. And they, Aaron knew all about that because he was a high priest. He had to judge those cases. And Brother, he looked at her and he said, oh! My Lord, he said to Moses, he said, pray for her. She's one of the living dead whose flesh is corrupt and dying. And the Lord, Moses cried out to the Lord, heal her, O Lord, heal her. And the Lord said, if her father had but spit in her face, she would be put out of the camp a week. He said, so let her stay out of the camp for a week. Quarantine her. And then, then maybe we'll let her come back. That's her punishment. Can you imagine how much man hours and time was lost and wasted because nobody could go anywhere, nobody could do anything? Everybody had to stay put. Because Miriam was out of the camp. She tied everything up because of her mouth. Do you hear me? Because of her mouth. Sometimes, church family, we just need to button it up. We just need to put it to better use. How about prayer? How about witnessing? How about sharing this great truth that God has given to us. How about talking about some great and wonderful and glorious things that God has done for us? Shall we stand? Shall we stand? Let's align ourselves. Let's sidle up next to somebody that's showing you a good example. You know, if somebody's being blessed, you don't want to get jealous of that person. You don't want to become hateful, and envious about that at all. What you need to do is saddle up that person, observe that person, and say, how can I get me some of that? How can I get some of that blessing to rub off on me? I promise you when the Ark of the Covenant went to Obed-Edom's house, Everybody wanted to go visit him. Man, his garden was a hundredfold better than it had been. He had taters in every hill. He had he had uh, he had tomatoes coming out on every You know his grape vineyard. Woo, brother! And his cattle and his sheep. They were bearing all over the place because of the presence of God. Presence of God. Let's be with the. Uh, the people that the Joshua and the Caleb. Let's be with those that say, We can do this. 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 Let's go over and let's conquer. Let's have revival. Let's have breakthrough. Woo! We can do this. I'm with the I'm with the the sayers. The yes sayers. The positive speakers. Let's lift our hearts with our hands, shall we? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah.
0: Speak not you love it? Speak yeah. Through the deadest, darkest. Hear light. that. Hear the words. Speak by. Speak by. When the sun won't shine and you don't know why. Look into the eyes of the brokenhearted. Watch them come alive as soon as you speak. You speak love, you speak, speak life, oh, 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 oh. speak life, Oh, 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 speak life, speak life, to the deadest, darkest night, speak life, speak life, when the sun won't shine and you don't know why, look into the broken hearted